Hello everyone, we are back with another episode of It's Alive. I am here with... Tina, hi. <laughs> how you doing, Tina? I'm alright, how are you? I am good. <laughs> Can't wait to hear the rest of it. So, from our last conversation... um. What I found out was quite interesting. Yeah. So, you know, the way you were debating whether or not he actually cared about people? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, he actually had a very interesting fascination with one of the guys that he was in the army with. Interesting. What do you mean by fascination? Like, he really cared about him. Okay, were they, like, more than friends or anything? It's speculated, but there's no proof. Okay. Hmm. So, like, a few of his army buddies were interviewed yeah. after his arrest. And they were always, like, questioned. And most of them were like, we don't really know much about him. He pretty much kept to himself. He was quite antisocial. But he did hang out with this guy, Dave and this guy Matthew a lot, especially Matthew. Like, they would literally be spending their days working out and drinking beers by themselves. Okay. Have they interviewed the guy? Yes. And? So, yeah, so they asked, like, most of the guys, like, what are your, like, recollections? What was he kind of talking about? You mentioned his life, his childhood, whatever. They were like, not really. The only thing that he mentioned was torturing cats as a kid. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And they were just like, well, that's odd. And they, like, mentioned that he wasn't really interested in women that much. Like, he wasn't, like, seeing, like, hookers or whatever. Like, because a lot of them were, like, you know, trying to, like, get some. Yeah. Like, drinking, going out. But he wasn't really involved in any of that stuff. He would just kind of, like, keep to himself. And some of them said that he would, like, do anything to kind of fit in. He really wanted to kind of, like, fit in and, like, be cool or whatever. Okay. Which is interesting because he was... He did rape his victims, didn't he? Yeah, and another very interesting thing... I'm not laughing at the thing. Another very interesting thing is right before he killed the couriers, the family that he killed. Yeah. He was actually on a lookout for a church. For a church? Yeah, a church that was abandoned outside of town. Right. He was planning to rape a man inside the church and burn it to the ground. Who was that man? Just a man. Any man. Yeah, he was on the lookout for a man. Okay. And how did they find out this information? He told them in the interviews. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, so I guess you're changing his direction slightly. I don't think he had a type because actually a few of his spouses, his ex-spouses, said that they've either caught him with a male prostitute at least once. Or they've seen him with, like, bi-curious or gay pornographic materials. Okay. So, do you think he was bi, maybe? 
Maybe. But what's quite interesting is that he had a very strong emotional bond towards this Matthew person. Yeah. Like, very strong. Like, when the officers questioning him would kind of, like, lose him, you know, when he stopped being uh, cooperative, every time uh-huh. they mention Matthew or be like, oh, you know, tell me something about Matthew, how about Matthew, he would immediately, like, give in. Oh, wow. Yes, that was his weak spot. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So that was quite interesting to me. And then Matthew, when interviewed, he would say, yeah, we would tell each other stories, like how to make easy money, what would you do, what would you not do? And he was like, yeah, he would say quite often that he would commit bull... B- what do you call it? Bulgari? We both can't speak. We're both fucking East European. Burglaries. I nailed it. Burglary. Fuck. Well, he was Rob. And then his plan was... Yeah, to rob and to also kidnap... And then to, you know, ask for money from the family. And what he would say to Matthew was, well, you can never return them because they've already seen what you look like. So Matthew was like, oh, shit, now I realize that what he meant was kill them. And then he was like, wow, that's insane. Because they were like, how do you feel about him being, you know, captured as a serial killer? And he was like, well... I never would have thought that he would have been caught for the murders. I thought he was smarter than that. <laughs> wow. Which was quite crazy. <laughs> yeah. To hear. Do you think this guy was a Matthew or mm. Marty? Matthew. Um. Yeah, him. Do you think he was like committing any crimes as well then? Ooh, very good question. I've not even thought about it. But to be honest, I don't really think so. Because, mm-hmm. but then again, what do I know? Because, like, <laughs> I was going to say, because his profile is that, like, he's just a overall gen- general, like, dude. But then again, so is Israel. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. And just like in the fall. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude. How far have you gotten? I finished it. Oh my god, I am literally fucking losing it. This movie, this series is so good. Do you, do you think that there are, like, similarities? So many. Mm-hmm. But the difference is that, like, the guy in the foe has a type. And it's definitely collected to his mom, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dude, oh, does, can you just give me a quick little spoiler? For what? I'm gonna sound like a terrible psychopath, but this Katie die? Mm-hmm. I really want her to fucking die. She's very annoying, isn't she? I hate that little girl. Like, for the record, she's not a little girl. But damn, she's literally the typical serial killer groupie. And I'm just like... like 16. I will slap the shit out of you, girl, right here, right now. Like, oh my goodness. Like, I was worried at first. I was like, oh my god, no, no, the baby's here. She's just a child. Whenever, like, things would kind of get spicy, I would just be like, no, don't do it. Yeah, but she's like, because he, how far have you gotten? I don't want to spoil anything. 
um, where Stella just realized who he is and she started like looking for him and then fucking Katie covered up for him. Sorry for everybody, this is a spoiler alert, but you're probably not even watching it, so whatever. But like, I got so fucking triggered because like Katie kind of called it out uh-huh. and then she freaking covered and I was just like, girl. Yeah, I mean, she's very annoying. It's really weird because as soon as he actually pushes her away, he doesn't want her to be involved in anything because he looks at her as a child. But she keeps coming back. Did he have a very, like, strong child policy? Him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I'm just putting my phone on charge. Okay. (laughs) I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, anyway, but yeah, that was very, very, very similar, which was so eerie. But then again, again, I don't agree with the wife, because there were so many red flags. What, um, are you still talking about the fall? Yeah, the fall. So I don't know about Israel Key's wife. That's another hot mess right there. But (sighs) Paul's wife, honey. I don't know, because she was working a lot, wasn't she? Yeah, but she... Did you hear the excuses that he made? It was just not adding up. So, she asked him to go to the police. Yeah. Because of the footage, right? Yeah. So, he went into the police and he lied about his alibi. He said he was with the kids, where he wasn't, because she knew, because she called a babysitter. Mm-hmm. His excuse was that he had an affair with a babysitter. And she was like, what, in my house? He was like, no. That night in my house? He's like, no, I was working. But you literally just told her that you've not been working for three months. Yeah, it just... And yeah, then she was like, are you the strangler? And he's like, no, I was having an affair. Excuse me, honey, but you just said you weren't having an affair, but you were working, but you weren't working. So you're the strangler. <laughs> like... I think she was... Because you imagine, like, she, she's been with him for so long, she probably never would have thought that he would be capable of something like that. I would. Because, <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing, like, he was um, actually helping, like, some people. Yeah, but you saw, like, the, the lack of empathy when this baby she was taking care of died and she told him you know baby died it was like oh bro there was like so many clues i would have been like this does not sit right with me so you were in season two yeah 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 but damn i was like i was literally screaming i was like he literally is not making sense why are you sitting there giving him chances what is wrong with you i was so annoyed People sometimes just want to believe what's more convenient, I guess. I guess. But then again, it's me. I always think the worst. (laughs) (sighs) But, yeah. Good old Israel. So, what else is there about him? So... He joined the army, which made his family disown him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I talked about his army buddies. Uh, yeah, he was in the army. 
Um, after leaving the army, however, he worked for the Maka Indian tribe in Washington. Then moved to Anchorage in 2007, where he committed his crimes. And he did what he did. Ah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're still trying to identif- identify most of his victims. He admitted to like eight, but so far they're believed to be at least 11. But again, these are all speculations. Yeah. Um... Did he have any other friends, like, besides, um, Matthew? Well, David, the other guy, but I feel like what he said was, like, like, in his confessions, he was like, yeah, I felt like at times I was getting too comfortable with Matthew, like, I was just sharing too much of myself, so, like, yeah. Uh Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the closest that he's kind of gotten to somebody. Yeah. I wonder, like, what his wife was saying about, like, knowing him and all that. If she knew about him, like, torturing animals and all. Well, I think, like, she didn't know until, like, all of this came out, but I don't have anything written that I could find on it. Which is... I do feel bad for her, because obviously... Yeah, I feel like what... The good thing is, is that his family is actually quite shielded from the media, which is why it was so hard for me to, like, find any little crumbs mm-hmm. of what I could. I mean, anyone would want to be, like, as far away from the story as possible. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like, I don't know, I just find it so strange that people would be like, Oh my god, yeah, like, covering up for someone like that. Like, what in the hell? What are you thinking? (laughs) Yeah, so, like I said, he was found dead on December the 2nd, three months before his scheduled trial at the clinic, in the clinic case. The FBI analyzing his two bloodstained pages with writing on both sides, but they apparently don't contain victims' names. Surprise. His suicide leaves investigators and Kinnick's family disappointed, angry, and frustrated. We deserved our day in court. We didn't get it, says James Kinnick, Samantha's father. Months before Key's past was disclosed, Kinnick believed his daughter was not his only victim. He was volunteers. He and volunteers set up a Facebook page called Have You Ever Met Israel Keys? Possible Serial Killer. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> It includes photos of keys and maps. And another thing that was so mind-blowing, this guy would research cities. Like, the way that I told you that he was obsessed with, like, missing people. He would literally just sit there and, like, Google cities, Google where the bank is, Google where the police station was, like, just Google random places, Google houses. Yeah. Like, he found this random house, broke into it, stole a bunch of shit, set it on fire. Wow. And just left. Because he was planning on the fire. Because he was kind of, like, outside of town, kind of in Texas. So, his plan was that, like, you know, the police and everyone would go to the fire. And then he could rob the bank. Oh, okay. I see. So, it was so crazy that he literally researched it. 
And they were like, oh, well, like, why? And he was like, why not? <laughs> it was all just a game for him. Yeah, but I feel like he got way into his head, like, in over his head. Yeah. Well, kind yeah, of like our friend Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, it got to a point where, like, if that makes sense, like, he gets desensitized to things that so that he needs the adrenaline to be harder, if that makes sense. Yeah. So he needs to be, like, so close to being caught, so close to being caught for him to actually feel something. Uh-huh. So that's where he fucked up and slipped up, and it's very, it's such a cliche, but that's the reality of it. But it's probably also because, um, if he got away with it so many times, um, he probably thinks that he can go away again with doing worse things. So kind of becoming more narcissistic, you know? Absolutely. He's like, well, they didn't catch me all these times. Why should they catch me now? Yeah. So he got sloppy. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well... It's good that he got sloppy, because if he didn't, you know, he might still be out there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. In the 2000s, Keyes became involved with a woman who lived on the Maca Reservation in Washington, where he was working, and their daughter was born in 2011. In 2007, Keyes moved to Alaska to live with a nurse practitioner he'd been dating. So, this is like when I told you that he left his wife and stuff. Mm-hmm. While in custody, Keyes expressed his desire to prevent his daughter from suffering due to his actions. Quote, I want my kid to have a chance to grow up. Dot, 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 you know. Dot, dot, dot. She's in a safe place now. She's not going to see any of this. I want her to have a chance to grow up. And not have all of this hanging over her head. End quote. She'll find out. Like, she she probably knows about it. Do you remember in the fall when uh, the little girl ended up, like, going on the laptop and searching, like, for her dad's name and seeing all those... No, I think you're going way too far. (laughs) But I'm personally not surprised. And I'm... Dude, can I ask you one thing? And again, this is a spoiler. <laughs> sure. Were her nightmares visions of what her father did? Or did she actually see something? No, I don't think they were visions. I think um, she was able... Because, you know, she was hiding... Oh, the pictures. Dog. I thought he should find the pictures, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because he was hiding her, like, um, in her room. Like, from, like the, uh, in the attic. That is like the so thing to that attic, I don't know what that is called. Um, yeah. was in her room, and he'll just open it and put it in there. And I think, um, because he would have to like climb on this thing to like get to the attic. And I think she was probably tall enough to reach that. So she was probably in the middle of the night, like looking at them and then getting all those nightmares. awful things man yeah like that's the thing you can never hide anything from a kid they'll find out (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're curious creatures I guess totally 
So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of very limited, and I feel a bit sad that I couldn't really find that much about his family, but at the same time, I'm really, really happy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I can tell you about his funeral. Sure. So, Pastor Jake Gardner titled the sermon. He um gave the funeral. Um. He began the funeral by recalling how he received the news. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, yeah. I'm surprised he even had a funeral. <laughs> that is so wild, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, he began the funeral by recalling how he received the news about Keith's death. He said it was... Quote, it was 11.51 a.m. December 2nd, 2012, this past Sunday, a week from today, and I got the call. Tana Trudeau, son-in-law to Miss Heidi Keys, the mother of Israel Keys, telling me the news that Israel had died, he committed suicide, and quote. Gardner said his heart had been greatly burdened for Israel's salvation. Quote, do I believe this man is in heaven? No. Does his family that is present, believe that this man is in heaven? No, end quote, he said. And what's interesting, also his army friends recall, that's me talking, not quoting, <laughs> that he, like Israel, would have like very strong opinions about God and the Bible. Right. And he would argue anybody that was religious in the slightest bit. So he had like very serious issues with it. And even in his like confession tapes, he mentioned it. And he said, you know, I don't know if it stems from, like, how I was raised. I'm not sure. But all I know is I hate organized religion. Mm. That's the exact words that he used. Yeah. I mean, if he was in a very strict religious household, and he was homeschooled, wasn't he? Yeah, he grew up. Damn, I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> so, like, he didn't have really much exposure to the world. He was homeschooled, yeah. Yeah, he was probably just ended up resenting it. Like, linking one thing to another without even realizing. But what was interesting is that he wanted to go to, like, a white supremacist meeting with, like, two of his army buddies. Like, wow. he was excited to go. But then again, one of his very few recol like of his army buddies like people that were in the army at the same time one of their few recollections of him having a quote-unquote girlfriend was when he dated a african-american girl oh wow and allegedly she got pregnant and then she disappeared and he was very distraught with like what happened to her and where she went and what happened to the kid hmm. so i think like she left or something okay so did she wait? Did she have the kid in the end? Nobody knows. She just left. Mm. Or did she? Oh. <laughs> I am sure. <clears throat> what pregnant woman though? I mean, yeah, a lot of Not- his armies, but uh, army buddies would say, you know, he just he was a nice guy, you know, and a lot of like his neighbors, he would do like odd jobs for them, like. 
they would be like, oh, yeah, he's just a nice guy. Like, he never would, like, give us any weird vibes. But he just, like, lacked empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, his army buddies recalled, like, one of their of the guys that served with them. They found out news that he broke his neck in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. And then he just shrugged and, like, walked off. Wow. <laughs> but to be fair, it's kind of weird because I'm kind of the same. Like, if I'm not personally involved with a person and care about them, like... You know, these things happen. What am I going to do about it? Cry? It's not going to bring them back. Yeah, if if you don't know them, especially... Yeah, like, you served together so well. Like, you weren't really that close, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of... Maybe it's the same as... Like, going to school with people that you don't really talk to. And then hearing that something bad happens to them. You're like, oh, that's sad, but it doesn't affect me. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily, like, just lack of empathy. Well, he did lack a lot of empathy, but... Mm. <sighs> yeah, so... What else can I tell you about this guy? Um. Authorities suspect Keys started killing more than 10 years ago after completing a three-year stint in the army. Like I said... Um... At what is now joined Blaze Lewis McCord near Tacoma, Washington. Sean Maguire, who shared a barracks with Keys, says they developed a camaraderie. Camaraderie? I don't know English. Uh-huh. While spending some time. Well, like a friendship. Uh-huh. While spending some time together during grueling training in Egypt. Oof, frickity frockity. I actually know a story about Egypt, which is not great. Oh, well, with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've never been to Egypt. <laughs> How do I know? Yeah, from like this, um, from this podcast that I listened to. Uh, that was my main source in the first place. Um, true crime bullshit. Yeah. So, in his time serving in Egypt, apparently, um, one of the guys said that they were all still staying in this complex. Mm-hmm. That was owned by this Israeli man. Yeah. Like the like the whole building was owned by him, and he came up to them and he told them and he joined them for drinks and then he kind of insinuated that he can send over a sex worker upstairs, and they were like, uh-huh. yeah, that's fine, you know. And allegedly, like the sex worker came in, she went into a room with Israel, and then after like less than like thirty minutes, she started running away and like screaming and like trying to get out of the building. Yeah. And at first they thought that he was trying to pay her, but they did not realize like why she was screaming and he wouldn't tell them. So that's a mystery. Oh. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah. So Mr. Sean McGuire says that Israel was disturbed by a dark side at sometimes it had a dark side that sometimes surfaced. Um, sorry? Obviously. (laughs) Well, of course, like, bear in mind, these people, like, only now are finding out about these. Like, I mean, okay, like, I don't know, guys are just kind of, like, they just kind of have, like, a dark humor. They're just kind of, like, you know, you could say we're just, like, a tortured cat or whatever. But, like, you're in the army. You're all meant to be killing people. Uh It's not really meant to, like, like, scare you that much, I guess. Yeah, So now they're finding this out and they're like, Hold on a second. 
to be fair, like, everyone is, um, like, concerned with their own problems. Like, everyone is trying to, like, deal with their own lives. Might be easy to, like, miss out, like, some signs of, like, a person that you kind of know, you know? Totally. And there was, like, one incident where they recalled where they would have these i forgot the exact term but they would have like this uh circle like in the army where if you had a problem with someone you would say what your problem was and you would invite them into the circle and then you guys would like box it out wow okay very malia so someone had a problem with him and they invited him into the circle and then they punched him like really hard in the nose and apparently he just went like nuts on the guy like they barely stopped him from killing the guy So they were like, yeah, he was very quiet, but, like, his temper was, like, off the rockers. If that is a Mm. expression. Yeah. Wasn't he saying, like, in um, some of his interviews that there was two of him or something like that? Yes, absolutely, yeah. He he kept saying that he's been living two lives. There's been two versions of him. But what was also interesting is that after, like, they were asking him about Matthew and whatever. He just kept being like, nobody really knows me. The truest version of me that you will ever meet is what I'm telling you right now. You guys know the most about me than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to be like, well, <laughs> Matthew didn't really mean anything. <laughs> guys, look here, look here. Nothing to see there. Yeah. Well, I was wondering... Well, could he have been like, um, could he have had split personality? Well, not that has been diagnosed. I mean, from all the psychiatrists that have diagnosed him, they would just said that he was very narcissistic and psychopathic, just antisocial personality disorder, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wasn't like, he didn't have a split personality per se. But he was trying to blend in. And then he was being himself. Because obviously he knew that, like, who he is is not going to be well perceived. I really hope that, like, his family, especially, like, his kid, is getting, like, some, you know, therapy and stuff like that. Yeah, I hope so. I couldn't, unfortunately, find much. Which I'm also glad about because, yay protect them honestly please (laughs) but if someone like made their names public like the amount of like scrutiny they'll get even though it's not their fault like yeah i remember in the podcast that i listened to they mentioned it briefly that they were going through a lot and the wife was going through like so much just Mm -hmm. listening to his confession tapes but Yeah. yeah Um, so, like I told you, um, he was married, and mm-hmm. after leaving his wife, I'm gonna leave names out just, just in case, uh, yeah. he was working at this Indian tribe, um, thing in Washington, and then afterwards, he moved to Anchorage. He committed all his crimes. He was a self-employed carpenter and handyman at the time. So he was just, like, considered, like, a 
you know, guide. I would just be, like, happy to help everybody mm-hmm. um, around the house and whatever. So, at the time, he, w- he had a living girlfriend. Yeah. Living. <laughs> I meant live in. Yeah. <laughs> Who was, um, yeah, she was just, like, crushed when she found out about his double life. And... Mm-hmm. According to David Cantor's, her friend, quote, he had everyone fooled, end quote. Cantor's told the Associated Press in an email, quote, that is the scary part. He came across as a nice, normal guy, end quote. She did not respond to numerous requests for comment. I mean, who the freaking freak would? Yeah, no one would. (laughs) He blended in easily, quote, he was not only very intelligent, end quote, Dole says, he quote he was very adaptable and he had a lot of self control. Those three things combined made him extraordinarily difficult to catch. End quote. Keys was also meticulous and methodical, flying to airports in the lower forty eight raiding cars, driving hundreds of miles searching for victims, and also like another thing is that he would get a victim, uh-huh. and then he would drive to a different state with that victim and kill him in a different state. Oh, wow. Which is so freaking insane. Yeah. He also did, alluded... To, sorry, go. Did they test his IQ as well? Like, did they estimate it? I don't think they... Like be quite high. No, I think they were, like, just really trying to get victims' names out as much as they can. Like, they had people, like, evaluate him. And I feel like... One of the doctors that evaluated him, one of the psychiatrists, said, you know, this guy has been through, like, a lot. Like, you can tell that this person has been through a lot. So, a lot of, like, speculations are then again about, like, his upbringing, um, what could have possibly happened to him. Yeah. Like, not as an excuse, but, like, he's been created to be a monster, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so strange that he would be just, like, so protective of his kid. But then yeah. again, he's, like, so cynical and so, like, nothing matters at this point. Whereas, like, early in the army, you could definitely see that he cared about how he's perceived by society. And he wanted to fit in and he wanted to be a certain type of guy. You know what? I really wonder if um, the foe has been inspired by him. There is actually, uh, apparently... Uh, documentary about him i forgot what it's called but i don't think it's on netflix i think it's on amazon okay the i do have that <laughs> easy google search is gonna tell you but also i found like a book about him so oh no i'm not reading it <laughs> <laughs> let me see israel keys document man i'm about to get so freaking jailed Oh, it's a Sky documentary called Method of a Kill of a Serial Killer. Oh yeah. Oh it's like in seasons. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Might give it a watch. Have you watched it? No. But I will have to check it out as well. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, it's quite insane. Hmm. Is there anything else? Um... Um, I was planning to play a, don't know if I'm going to get a copyright strike. <laughs> I was planning to play a tiny bit of um, his confession tape where he talks about how he trapped victims. Just okay. as like a general idea of who this person is. But still, I think he had remorse and empathy at some point. It's just that he had gotten to this point now. Could be interesting. You gonna play it? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll play this now. Sorry, yeah, there's a bit of static as a background noise. Can you not hear anything at all? No. Now? Yeah, so he's just saying like, when I was smart, I will let them come to me. Huh. So he acknowledges the fact that he got sloppy. Because uh-huh. remember, he would literally just be hanging out in the park and be like, I've got a kill kid buried, who am I going to kill? Yeah. But as time went on, like, he just got cray cray. But yeah, I don't know, like, I find it so fascinating because no matter how much I've researched this, and I've been researching it for two years, so maybe I have problems now. <laughs> but it's just so strange because you would catch glimpses of humanity, glimpses of humanity in this person. You'd be like, no, you know, I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. And then he would be like, what was the thing that, like, I literally, because like, today I told you, I was, like, re-listening to the confession tapes to try to get more info. Because I was, I was like, I'm going to cover the aftermath. I'm going to cover what happened to family. And I barely found anything, which is so embarrassing. But it's good. It is. <laughs> but also, I'm not great at podcasts. Ha <laughs> ha, surprise. <laughs> but I'm pretty happy with what I found out about his, like, army buddies. About his, like, army life. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy about, like, these things. Because it really, like, helps me build a picture and flesh out, you know, his character a bit more. I wish we knew more about his childhood. Totally, that's like the, exactly the thing that he makes sure that like no one really knows about. Apparently, he was like, you know, estranged from his family hmm. for joining yeah. the army and stuff. He had like loads of siblings, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, this so... doesn't sound really bad, but <laughs> if they were to write a book about him. I reckon they would make a lot of money. I mean, like I told you, there's a book already, so... Oh, damn. I don't know who wrote that one, but... But I mean, like, one written by 
one of his siblings. Mm, yeah, I don't know if that was written by any of his siblings or not. Because then, like, they'll probably give, like, more glimpses into his childhood and all that. Mm-hmm. So, like I told you, um... Yeah, I mean, he warned investigators that others might mischaracterize him. Mm-hmm. Quote, there is no one who knows me or who has ever known me, who knows anything about me, really. They're going to tell you something that does not line up with anything I tell you because I'm to different people, basically. End quote. Yeah. Wow. And they asked him, how long, quote, how long have you been to different people, end quote. Mm-hmm. And he just laughs and says, quote, a long time, 14 years, end quote. Yeah. So that's why they suspect him of killing more than 10 years ago. Just, she definitely took the easy way out. <laughs> well, how the, how, does a serial killer accidentally, end up being given a razor blade? Come on, man, this some Epstein shit. I don't buy it. You think? This this is some bullshit, man. They know that he would do it if he had the chance. Yeah. Was he like uh kept alone? in a cell or something allegedly mm-hmm. but who would have any interest in helping him yeah that's true oh what if he was a secret assassin <laughs> what if and then he was like oh I'm a deranged serial killer what are you gonna do oopsie daisy but secretly he was an elaborate assassin for the government who knows? And he made up this whole story. He was like, yeah, I care about Ted Bundy. Totally. I was like, totally killing these people. Oh, I don't care. Oh, I'm such a sociopath. But secretly, he was killing people for Trump. CIA, don't come for me. Dude, did you listen to this podcast that I sent you? Um, no. Dude, it's such a freaking crazy conspiracy theory. Oh my god. Like, I was listening to it and I was like... I don't know what to think. Um, you said it had something to do with COVID, right? With COVID, with the government, with child trafficking, with Hillary Clinton. It's so whack. Have with the planet ascending, do- with star seeds. <laughs> Have you watched that documentary with um, Epstein? Yeah. Do you think he killed himself? Cause I doubt it. No, cause actually the the um autopsy results claimed that um the neck was broken with much greater force than any kind of hanging could have broken it. Yeah. So it it, it was, not blunt force trauma, but it was you know trauma force force trauma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that someone would have killed him because he knew so much. He could have, like. People needed him dead. He yeah. too much. Absolutely. I'm not even surprised. That's why, like, sometimes I hang out in my room and I have a 
quick little panic attack. Because I'm just like, what if the freaking UK government runs into my room and fakes my suicide? Because of all the shit I chat on the internet. Do you think Maxwell will be accidentally die or something like that? Freaking bet on it, my guy. Yeah. I can bet on that shit. Like, I mean, we're evolving as a society, and this is the big thing about 2020. Like, in astrology and in tarot, 2020 mm-hmm. is very much like a tower moment. Quote-unquote. Right. Tower moment is where, like, a tower is falling apart. So, like, something is, like, crumbling. Mm-hmm. But it's an old system or old way of thinking that doesn't serve you anymore. Okay, so it could be traumatizing and shocking, but at the same time, it's good for you because it's not working. You need a new way to do things. Mm-hmm. So 2020, I mean, a lot of astrologers predicted, predicted, predicted. <laughs> The plague, quote unquote. Oh wow, I didn't know that. The the riots and everything, like obviously, like the system is just fucked. Um, mm-hmm. Our governments, our healthcare has failed us. Racism is still a thing. I mean, all of these, all of these things were like very highlighted in twenty twenty. Anything about twenty twenty one? Well, I'm not aware yet. <laughs> I'm personally not. I don't know. There's a lot of people on TikTok that are like, I'm a psychic. Let me tell you what's going to happen in 2021. Let me tell you. And I'm just like, like you literally could be lying. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. Because then you could get biased if you see it and you're like, oh, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with the astrologers that I... I like to listen to and I like to watch. Mm-hmm. They covered it really, really, really well. That's good. So it was really interesting, yeah. But like in general, like I feel like the fact that we're even talking about Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. is so crazy. Because <laughs> think about freaking R. Kelly, my guy, like. Oh, yeah. He would be doing all kinds of shit, and then people would be defending him. Nobody would even, like, think that what was happening was real. He's, um... He's not even in jail, is he? I think he's still in the process of getting to it. He was so ridiculous, man, because I follow, like, all these true crime podcasts that were talking about it, and then he literally straight up, like, refused to go to court because he was like, I can't read, because he actually can't read. So he's like, I can't yeah. read, so I'm not going to read, like, um, the request that they sent me. Like, the guy was so bad that he would literally pick up underage girls at each trial. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that. Um, how so many people that work for him? I'm sure someone can read it for him. Gosh, he's just, like, so freaking entitled. Mm-hmm. so disgusting well he got away with loads of things for a long time of course he's entitled <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say it. what I think it's because of sexism in the black community you think because if, if it was a white man touching little kids people would freak but because he's a black man they're like oh no protect him from the police da, 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 da. and because white sorry black female children 
are at risk, they don't see it as that much of a big deal. Mm. They they view him as a black man being protected from the police as a much more important thing. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Because yeah. any white man that there's been allegations of pedophilia for mm-hmm. has been, like, literally, like, chased by everyone. <laughs> yeah. But then with him, he freaking dated Aliyah when she was underage. Yeah. Married her, sorry. Oh, yeah. She was, like, 14, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, he had a freaking sex tape with a freaking child mm-hmm. that he kept lying to everybody that it wasn't him. He won in court and everyone agreed that it wasn't him. This is how yeah. blatantly insane this shit was. Yeah. I so, watched yeah. the, the documentary. I didn't finish it. Um, on Netflix. It was quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, I watched quite- it too. No, man, like, I mean, everything was insane, but when they were talking about the tape, I literally, like, broke down. I was like, I cannot even think about this. Yeah, they were like, because apparently it was very obvious that it was them in the tape, and their defense was that there isn't enough evidence or something like that. It was insane, dude. Because, like, remember, like, later on he was dating this girl? Like, mm-hmm. like of his age. And she found out about the tape, and she just, like, brought it up, and then he started being, like, like so fucking abusive and stuff all of a sudden. And then she yeah. decided to act like it didn't happen, just to make it okay. And I was, like, in my head, like, what kind of a person? Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Wasn't she pregnant as well at this point? The girl, the little girl? No, the... I mean... The little girl, possibly, too. Um, no, I'm talking about his girlfriend, the, the one that was his age. She was a dancer, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're talking about the same person. Oh, it must have been multiple. Because he did have a wife that was his age. Yeah, I think I'm talking had, about his wife. Yeah, yeah he had, she, had, she had two kids from him. And she left him during this whole thing, and she was going through hell. But, yeah, yeah. good on her. And the dancer that he had was the auntie of the little girl. Oh. So she kept, like, fighting for that little girl. Mm-hmm. And the family actually felt so embarrassed by the whole situation that they decided to act like it wasn't the little girl. And they were like, you know, you're just crazy. And they just went completely against the aunt. Yeah, I remember that part. Which to me is like, what? But okay. I mean, I mean, you don't know how people are going to, you know, react to these things. Like, you can't blame anyone, but it's just making people like him, predators like him, get away with shit. Yeah. But yeah, just the mere fact that we're talking about them and you know, we know about these things and there's people that came forth and told their story is incredibly mm-hmm. groundbreaking for our time. Definitely. Because this has probably never happened before especially on this freaking scale with like such popular stars and such popular um what the frick was epstein even i don't even know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah people of his caliber have probably never gotten found out like that Mm -mm. so it's still wild yeah oh wow (laughs) Uh, I'm just um, 
I can't wait to hear about like what happens to what's her name, Maxwell. What do you think should happen? Well, I don't know, but I, I just wonder because she probably knows a lot of information as well. What do you um, think she's gonna sit there in court and tell them everything? Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel. Oh, sorry, just a second. Sorry, that was my mom. Um, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, so I feel like she might kill herself, Court. Let's be realistic. What what does she gain by speaking? It's kind of similar to Israel, isn't it? They're just buying time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she she's never gonna be free. I hope. Um. She's probably gonna get the death sentence or a life sentence. Both suck. Yeah, but cause she's so rich. Um. Yeah, but do you know what's gonna happen if she starts singing? Yeah, that's true. Anytime <laughs> she comes out, she's fucked. Yeah, I feel like it might actually be safer for her to be in jail. She ain't no six nine boy. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder if she'll actually, like, give any more information. I think she'll stall. You think? Mm-hmm. She'll stall until either she, quote-unquote, kills herself, or, you know, they send her to, like, the death penalty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. Where is she actually now? Where did they capture her? I don't remember. Is it even her, though? That's another thing that I struggle with. Is it what? Is it even her that they got? No. Must be. Because you know how there's theories about um, George Floyd? Mm-hmm. About the policeman that actually got, like, incarcerated, that they're not the real policeman that killed him? Really? Yeah, because the pictures were, like, really weird. But then again, I don't know. Like, these are speculations. Like, the guys in the pictures that actually were, like, killing him looked one way, and then the guys that were incarcerated looked different. Hmm. So there's speculations that, like, someone arrested actors to get the public to shut up. Maybe. I mean, I haven't um, heard of that theory, actually, but possibly. Yeah, and the same with, like, like, Brianna Taylor, for example got killed over gentrification over what gentrification what's that like where like poor neighborhoods are being upgraded uh so that richer people can live there oh i did not know that either (laughs) so i don't exactly remember what the whole thing was like i'll find it and send it to you but it was just kind of like these, because allegedly, like, do you know the story? Like, she was sleeping, and they, the cops yeah. broke into her house and killed her. Uh, they had, there, there was something to do with, like, the estate that she lived on and it being gentrificated. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll have to find it and, like, send it to you. But yeah, everyone that's listening, <laughs> the one person out there <laughs> that's probably me, <laughs> Google that shit, girl. But yeah, I remember finding that out and saying it to my friends and everyone was like, what? And it's so insane because to this day, no arrests mm-hmm. have been made. 
Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I mean, I hope that they arrest the guy. Um, I think everyone hopes that, to be fair. <laughs> I'm not saying anything new. Yeah, man. I mean, people keep trying to, like, keep it trending, but... I don't know. I honestly don't even know what to say anymore at this point. Because it's just so freaking mind-boggling to me that in this day and age, we have to keep reminding everybody that we're all just, like, the same. Regardless of skin color or, like, sexuality or whatever. It's just so freaking sad. It's kind of like, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's like, why is that not just common sense? Because of institutionalized racism that's been ingrained into some people's psyche for like centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries. I mean, still. Mm -hmm. We live in a colonialist fucking piece of shit country. Yeah, fucking HMRC come for me. (laughs) But it was just so annoying. Like, the other day, I found this like random sushi restaurant in my house. So I was like, yo, I crave sushi. Let me get some takeaway. So, because it was, like, rainy and whatever, I decided to just be, like, listening to my podcast and waiting for my takeaway outside and just, like, stand outside. Mm-hmm. So I was just standing outside. But then I paused my podcast and I was just, like, chilling. And I was just, like, yeah, just, like, chilling, just thinking about life. And then this couple, <laughs> this, like, two, like, old English people, couple. Yeah. <laughs> walked into the restaurant like as soon as they were walking in the guy was like oh it's exotic isn't it oh we're walking in all right <laughs> and i was like man can you imagine the first freaking english people that colonialized freaking south africa for example <laughs> so, this is exotic yeah isn't it oh we're walking in are we you can't and the thing is like this is gonna sound really bad but like they can't even be bothered to even pretend to speak any other languages. Like, you colonialize half the world. You've got some cheek. You've got some <laughs> cheek to not even be able to say anything in those languages. No. Or is that just me? <laughs> it's just... Mm, You'd be like, just what's some... your favorite dish? Beans. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be roasting your boyfriend. <laughs> I just remembered <laughs> What? That your boyfriend is white and English. Oh, he's fine. He's not easily offended. <laughs> I was just thinking about just sitting there. I was like, fam, imagine hearing that. <laughs> oh, walking in, are we? I would be fuming. <laughs> I would be like, first of all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> Has he made any weird comments about your culture? No. Well, not like weird, but has he... Well, sorry, I phrased that so badly. (laughs) I totally villainized him. (laughs) I meant like, has he noticed like differences and be like, oh, you know, that's interesting or whatever. I don't think so. He hasn't said anything. There's this one time, it's really funny, um... So he came over and we're all drinking wine and stuff. At one point, like, everyone just kind of forgot to speak English. And he was just, like, talking, like, in Romanian. 
So yeah, you forgot. Sorry, we kind of cut off. You forgot to speak English around your boyfriend. No, not me. Like my family. Okay, that's fine. If that's what you want to call it. Well. You got wasted and decided to ignore your English boyfriend. That's okay. Wasn't me. <laughs> Wasn't me. I'm kidding. But yeah, that has happened. What? What I found so annoying, dude. Like, remember, like one of my exes. I mean, you know who I'm talking about, but I'm not gonna say names. Right. In college. Mm-hmm. With the blonde hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Bro, like his best friend was Albanian, right? Yeah. So every time he's, cause his best friend was my best friend. This is what kind of a girlfriend I am, and I'm so fucking dedicated. So. <laughs> his best friend would like visit, where it's just like literally me and my family or whatever, and like mm-hmm. me and my friends and like my ex at the time. So we're all Bulgarian, and then I would go out of my way to make sure that someone's speaking to his friend in English. Yeah. Like how precious am I? That's nice. That's a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, well, your friend is getting, like, so freaking, like, awkward. And my ex would be like, huh? My who? And I'm just like, bitch. <laughs> Girl. Why am I doing this? Well, you're just trying to feel people welcome. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just being Balkan. <laughs> yeah. Wow, imagine. Imagine the immigration laws if... English people have, like, this kind of thinking. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I just want everyone to feel welcome. I just want everyone to have some wine. I just want everyone yeah. to feel included. <laughs> <laughs> what laws? <laughs> I just want to make sure everyone's fucked up so we can go to the club and listen to terrible Manila music. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna do this when I go home. I'm so excited. I'm gonna smoke shisha and I'm gonna listen to Manele and I'm gonna fuck myself up. Fair enough. I'm so excited. Yeah. Our clubs are open. It's so insane to me. Yeah. I would probably be there with my mask on, dude. I'm not even kidding. How are you gonna drink? You're gonna make a small hole through your no, mask. You know, like where my filter is. I'll put my throat through it. Oh, okay. Yeah, are we not a date? Hope he's not listening. <laughs> I wore my mask. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, what? Is that what you do it? And I was like, girl. I mean, safe. <laughs> you dumb. That was so awkward for me. <sighs> yeah. So, I guess we'll be ending the episode on this note. And we'll be back whenever with whatever. So... Stay tuned or don't. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and now you're gonna have to wait for me to pause it. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. And I'm gone.